All right, man, yo, what's up? And we are back here in the break room for episode 69, Sincenta y Nueve. And if you're wondering who that is, man, yes, man, y'all boy, my boy, man, Evan, he is back here for the, nah, I just said episode 69, but episode 69, yeah, he's the back, The perfect man. episode to return to. Absolutely, man. So, uh... <laughs> Sensational. <laughs> Welcome back, my boy. What's been up with you? Like, uh, a lot. Track season, seven on seven season. You know, we are uh, just in full swing. Been uh, real, real busy, but hey, we are back at it. Um, I'm very disappointed in the Super Bowl, but hey, you know, it is what it is. But hey, we have some big things coming up. You want to tell the people about that? Yeah, man. So, like, we're doing the End Zone 7 on 7 tournament once again. We did it last year. If you follow all the pages on the Breakroom HOU on Twitter and the Podcast on Instagram and the Breakroom Podcast 1 on Facebook, you saw all the pictures, the videos, the lives we did with the interviews with some of the players uh, who are now in college, some of them now, and some of the coaches and things like that. And uh, Caleb Evans, who now plays, I think he, he got drafted by the Vikings. Yep. And so, um, yeah, we know special interview, special time, and it's just gonna be a fun time. We're gonna do it again. I think it's gonna be the 11th and 12th this year. Yep. Versus March last 11th and 12th. Yeah, last year was on the 12th and the 13th, I believe. And so, yeah, man, it's gonna be a fun time, man. I know me and me and Evan are excited, and Evan has a team he's actually coaching that's gonna be there. Go and tell him about it. Oh yeah, Texas Jack Boys. Um, got the. Uh, <laughs> New little uniforms this year and everything, too. So, yeah, we're going to be uh, draped up, dripped off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Out there. Um, hey, in pool play, we've been killing it on offense. You know, hey, the boys, you know, the OC, you know, call it call plays. We scored the most points in pool play. But, uh, you know, when it comes to championship Sunday, you know, Couple second round exits, you know, hurt a little bit, but hey, we, we, we're going to work with, with it. Ends on seven on seven. I know has amazing competition from all across the country. So hey, I'm looking forward to uh, competing against those uh, kids and coaches, but also interviewing them, sharing them with y'all, sharing their stories, sharing what they got going on in their lives, and um, you know, maybe get Clay Mack back on and yeah. you know, see see if we can get y'all some exclusive content here. Uh, yeah, man. So with that being said, also um, uh, with your squad and uh, other teams are going to be there across the country like I know we we interviewed some teams from like San Diego uh, New England was another one yep. uh, I think a Detroit squad if I'm not tripping yeah Nashville Team yeah, Grindhard Nashville, yeah 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 Team Grindhard yeah yeah and so yeah man it was a good time and this one is going to be bigger than the one last year and so, uh, actually, man, the break room, we have to outsource to some, uh, to some people. We're going to have some uh, extra help, some extra hands on deck. If you uh, are the interested there you go. in, you know, getting some interviews in, some some content, some practice, especially if you're a college student, Build something up your like reel. that, hey, get at us on, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. Get at me on Twitter, at Evan Schumar. You can get at uh, Trey's Twitter. Charles3 underscore on air. Hey, we, we are willing to uh, help y'all, you know, help yourselves. So if, yeah. if that's something you're interested, please let us know. So, yeah, man, uh, limited spots, but get in touch, man, and get you a shirt, and we're going to feed you there. So, uh, yeah, we're going to handle up on business. Moving on after that. So you said something earlier about the Super Bowl being disappointing, you know. I did. I was right along with you, so I'm, I'm guessing you picked – hold on. Go, go into what you said. So – as an Eagles fan, mm-hmm. of course I was rooting for the Eagles, but my thought was, I was like, dude, this is going to be a like high-scoring game. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to mm-hmm. come down who has the ball last. And I was kind of right. The reason why I said it was disappointing was just the same thing everybody's been talking about. I don't want to harp on it too much because I'm going to punch a hole through this wall over here in the studio. The holding call at the end. One of the greatest Super Bowls we've had probably since the Eagles and Patriots played ended off on that holding call with James Bradbury. And it's just, you know, pain. Yeah. See, 
Okay, so my thing was, I was like on the opposite. I said, if it's a shootout, I feel like the Chiefs are going to win just because they've been in that moment and the Chiefs kind of already been just super high scoring, like as far as like their history goes uh, with Patrick Mahomes. The Eagles, I feel like they're, de- I thought their defense was going to, to me, in my opinion, I thought the defense kind of choked a little bit. They couldn't get a stop. Yeah, in the second half, uh, yeah. Jonathan Gannon just refused to kind of adjust. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, good for him. He has now moved on to be the uh, head yeah. coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, Stane Shikin, the Eagles offensive coordinator, has now moved on to become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Congratulations to them. Do you I'm not mad. Gonna, do you think that's going to do something to the squad? No. Because offensively, I feel like the principles that were in place, Nick Sirianni had brought over, but he did give up the play calling to uh, for Stane Shikin. So that one, a little more concerning. Defensive-wise, not concerned at all. We, we still have the talent. And Jonathan Gannon, I felt like, held us back as a coordinator at times by playing too soft. We saw in the Super Bowl. Mm. They couldn't stop us. We couldn't stop them. Mm-hmm. It just came down to who's going to make the, the mistake. And Jalen Hurts happened to fumble on something small, turned into something big. And Other than that, man, Jalen Hurts, borderline perfect game. Like, that was a great performance. And, you know, um, I know a lot of people were, you know, kind of debating him, like not this year, but the year before, like if he was going to be the guy for the uh, Philly or things like that. But and yeah. we on this side always believed in him. Oh, yeah. They, like, how at, could you not? At this point, there's no way I can't put him in my top five. Or See, t- I keep seeing that. And, and as an Eagles fan, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, OK, am I being biased or like how do I feel about that? It's like top 10. Yes. Top five. Hey, you know, you that know, running ability is something special, it's man. Something serious, Three touchdowns in the Super Bowl, 70 yards on the ground. And like I said, he threw for over 300 yards. And like, like you said, he balled out. I don't it wanna, might be time. It might be time to start having that conversation. Because I was speaking to somebody, I can't remember who, but I was saying, like, I don't want to hear anything else about Josh Allen at this point. Like, I don't. He was great, but Jalen Hurts is. He showed us that he's just been getting better every year. And then he did it on the biggest stage, even though he had the mistake of fumbling. He didn't let that stop. He still performed even after that. So, like, you know, I can't. If you were to give, like, a top five right now, this is, you know, not rundown, but I just want to throw it out there. Like, what would you say? All right, well, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow. Okay. I still think Josh Allen's a top five quarterback. Okay. Um, and then now we're kind of getting to that four or five range where it's it's like, is this person better than Jalen Hurts or are they not? So, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Mm, that's that, that That's... See, so my thing was that, okay, so even though we blamed, uh, I forgot the uh, OC's name, that who got fired from the uh, Chargers, um, Justin Herbert was a part of that comeback, <laughs> even though they lost um, Eckler, not Eckler, um, the game before. Oh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Oh, and, and Mike, well, Mike, Mike, Mike Williams is one that got hurt last, last game. Keenan yeah. Allen was, had a hamstring injury like all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And so even though he got hurt, um, see, so my top five would probably be, okay, Patrick Mahomes, yes. Joe Burrow, yes. Um, I'm still I'm still giving Aaron Rodgers some uh, some. Yeah, I was about to say Aaron Rodgers in there yeah. too, but it's like we don't know what, what's happening with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and okay. Tom Brady's out of that discussion yeah, now. Tom so, Brady. like, that, that's a, there's two spots that might be opening up in that, that top five. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that darkness retreat was kind of weird, but uh, – so, uh, hey, that boy might have been in the darkness, but he was seeing the light. Like, yeah, so, uh, okay, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. Um, my four would probably be Justin Herbert, and my five would be uh, Jalen Hurts. And then and that six is, like, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Like, it's uh, – Josh Allen's been – he's been good, but it's just – have you gotten it What What, what has he created? Exactly, so yeah. – what, what, what has he done with that? I mean – Trevor Lawrence, 
is on the come up too. I'm he's not only, saying he's top five, but like he's breaking into that top ten discussion. And mm-hmm. then you still have those, you know, your Dak Prescotts, your Kyler Murrays, your uh, uh, Kirk Cousins that are kind mm-hmm. of always in that, you know, top ten ish discussion too. So, so a point I would like it's to getting bring tough up. to actually rank him because you don't have the, you know, it used to be so easy. Oh, you know, you had the Peyton Mannings, the Drew Brees. Oh, it was Tom always Brees, easy. Yeah. And then now it's like, ooh, the young guys are kind of coming up. Yeah. The the resumes are starting to, you know, open up themselves because it was oh, who just had the talent, who had the potential. Well, now resumes are being built. Facts. It's going to be hard to deny those facts. A point I would like to bring up that I said in the beginning of the season, you know, even though I said it was probably the worst contract that was made last year, and that was Christian Kirk and that ridiculous – after the first two games, I think I tweeted out, I was saying that Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence will be like a top 10 quarterback-receiver duo. I'm happy to be right, you know. Congratulations. You, know, you did call that. Even though um, – I, I don't – he might be, you know. I saw an interview with Tariq Hill. He had with um, with um, Steve Smith, mm-hmm. and was saying that he thought Christian Kirk is a top five, you know. And I can, I'm, I'm not ready, quite ready to swing that way. But he's solid. He's proven he can. I don't know, be number one, but maybe one B type, uh, type talent. You know, as 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 far as right now, he's just got into the new system with a new quarterback with a new head coach. So maybe yeah. we year two we might see a change. But as of right now, like you know, he's trending in that direction. Yeah, I, I think he's trending on becoming a number one wide receiver. I still don't think he's like a top fifteen wide receiver in general, though. But mm. I mean, as far as like there's, a 30, there's thirty two number one wide receivers yeah, yeah. so I mean I I would like to see it some more I think that him and Trevor Lawrence honestly you know hit it off really really fast mm-hmm. and they, they hit it out the park I mean he, he was a thousand yard receiver for mm-hmm. I think the first time in his career right yeah and you know t- take for what you want with having the 17th game you know maybe that's as big of a milestone or, or it's not hey he was a vocal point of that offense Absolutely. and they made it to the second round of the playoffs so that's got to be, you know, worth something. I'm not saying it's worth everything, but it's worth something. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, even though Doug Peterson didn't win Coach of the Year, he was definitely going to be. He was definitely in that running. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Brian Dayball from the Giants winning that? It was. I'm, I'm not mad over at Nick it. Sirianni, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan yeah. and uh, Doug Peterson. Um, and Dan Campbell to me, that was another one who sh- uh, who should have been in the running too. But. Um, I'm not mad at it. I'm happy with it. He did well. Like, nobody was expecting, like, you know, I know you saw the NFL script thing. It got written, and somebody said, oh, we're going to make the Giants good this year. Like, you know. Um, the fact that people took that seriously is like, yeah, Adrian, just, <laughs> Arian Foster was obviously being, like, overly sarcastic. Yeah, that was hilarious. And it just went. The memes were just. Dude, it was great. Bro, it great was content killing me. Like it two was weeks. killing me. <laughs> Even now. It's like, hey, yeah. like, hey what, what, what they writing in the script for 2023, 2024? That one and the 82-game season are probably, like, the funniest football tweets, like, the funniest memes I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I saw a, um, you know how they have those, like, random podcasts where it'd be, like, two dudes talking to, like, eight girls. Yeah. Just, like, slandering each other over, like, misogynist and mm-hmm. feminism and all that stuff. One of them was just like, you know, I think the NFL should have a seven-game uh, series. Like, <laughs> yeah, Who is, who's going to make it to game it? seven? Like Somebody said, I saw a meme. It was, like, uh, defensive lineman trying to talk to their kids on FaceTime. Like, yeah, it sounded like Doodle Bob and stuff. Like, dude, CTE is real out here. Well, that was like, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, uh, they were winning. I don't really have a problem with that. You know, it was cool. Uh, for me, it might have been, if I were to show that, it might have been Kyle Shanahan. Um, just because, like, everything, that defense is so solid. And then they overcame all those injuries with the quarterback situation. And still, the offense was still putting up good numbers, good well enough to win. They made it all the way to the uh, 
to the uh, NFC, NFC Championship. So, yeah, so, you know, it might have been Kyle Shanahan for me, but what about you? Uh, I would have went Doug and then Kyle. Mm-hmm. So, I would have went probably Doug, Kyle, Nick, and then Brian. The only reason I say, you know, Brian Dable last is he did have some to overcome, but it's not like he won the division or anything. Yeah, Doug, yeah. Doug had to overcome what people thought were going to be was probably a bottom tier roster mm-hmm. and uh, a quarterback who came off of a struggling you know rookie season and turned Trevor Lawrence into a playoff caliber quarterback and elevated the rest of the team in year one. To me, that's very very impressive. Now Brian Dayball was able to do kind of the same thing, but I just I just felt like. Doug did it a little bit better with a little bit worse of a situation. And then, you know, Nick Sirianni, he had a great team. You know, he I'm not saying the Eagles should have went what well, what, sixteen and three overall in the mm. season or whatever it came out to be, but you know, we should have contended for the division. You know, we probably should have won it, and we did. So it's like, you know, he upheld the expectations. But then, like you said, Kyle Shanahan just had a lot to overcome and still had good uh, results out of it. That's why I would put him at second. But I, I think Doug uh, probably should have won that one. Okay, and I'm not, and like I said, I'm not mad at Doug Peterson either. Uh, I said, me, Kyle Shanahan, like I said, with the injuries. And then, like, the different skill sets of the quarterbacks he had. And so, like, you had to have to change. That CMC pickup was so just... That was clutch. Oh my goodness, what? And so, uh, God, if he could stay healthy in that offense. If he could stay healthy in that offense. Man, what this is a random quick. Now, this is a random. This is why I love having you here, man. Because I just, I just go off the wall like this. But, like, for your fantasy, <clears throat> fantasy question for you people. So, if CMC is available, would you take him your first three picks? Yeah. You would? Yeah. Even with all the injuries in the other past? Mm hmm. The, the reason I, why is because since he is in San Francisco, he will be the the bell cow, you know, RB one, but he mm-hmm. doesn't have to carry the load every time. Mm-hmm. He'll get efficient touches. Okay. And we saw how that's been yeah. over there. Oh he started my. teeing up. Yeah. You, when you got somebody like Elijah Mitchell that you can go, you know, like go take you know, five to ten carries a game, dude. That's that that's a lot less of a workload over on Chris McCaffrey over a whole season. That'll be what a hundred. 150 less carries on, on his mm. body and that opens up for him in the receiving game which in fantasy is super important especially if you're in a PPR league so hey I think Christian McCaffrey is back in that um, you know first you know I would say top three overall picks mm. uh, back in fantasy yeah so less touch but a lot more home run chances though cause you be that, knocking them out yeah man Whew. but uh, but hey we gotta close the segment I hate it man cause I almost wanna keep going but uh we're going to be right back in the next segment. Follow us on The Break Room, H-O-U, on Twitter and the.breakroom.podcast on Instagram and thebreakroompodcast1. Follow Evan at... Evan Schumar, that's S-H-U-M-A-R-D. And follow me at Charles3 underscore on air. Man, y'all take it easy, man. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back here in the break room. We're going to go ahead and get into our NFL segment. So we just got done talking about, you know, coach of the year. You know, Mahomes winning MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Chiefs are your champions. Well, now we are looking into full offseason mode. So let's go ahead and take a look at the free agency class coming up here. And we'll start off at the quarterback position. There's a lot 
of uh, pieces that are um, possibly going to get moved out here. You know, you have Lamar Jackson, who's the possibility of you know, not getting the extension. Maybe he's on the trade block, but quarterbacks that are actually on the market right now, free, ready to be signed. You got people like Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, probably one of the more impactful names on that list just because, you know, he is fresh out of a uh, playoff winning year. So, yeah, Daniel Jones coming off of a playoff season. And uh, what do you think is going to happen with Daniel Jones? Do you think he'll get franchise tagged or he'll go somewhere else? Or do you think they'll re-sign him to a long-term deal? I think he's earned a franchise tag because that... Like thirty three million, I believe. Something it was like that. Year. Yeah, 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 man. The way he he was balling, man. That uh, that one playoff game, I was like, oh, okay. Before you know, they ran into the Cowboys. I mean, well, the Cowboys, the Eagles. My bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, nah, he was balling, man. I was like, why does he look like a regular non MVP Cam Newton right now? Like, so uh, no, nah, I think he's earned a franchise tag. I, I have to agree with you. I think that. I said this last year that this is, you know, your year to evaluate for what Daniel Jones is. Yeah. And I think, you know, the evaluation was he's B minus. Yeah. He's, he's worth exploring some more. But exactly. The strides that he took after one year with Brian Dayball, who was able to fix Josh Allen back in Buffalo, I think you give that one more year. Mm-hmm. And then you really see, okay, is he worth the big time extension? Cause now that number is going from like 30 to like 40, 45 million. I'm not paying right now. I'm not paying Daniel Jones. No. Anything close to that. I, um, it, I, I, as an Eagles fan, I pray the Giants sign into a plus <laughs> million dollar deal. Please do that to yourselves. Please. And finish themselves. Yeah, yeah like, hey, you know, your caps will be screwed. It's okay. Um, what about Geno Smith? Oh, I don't. Geno Smith balled this season. And for the... I want to say he just needs to stick it out. Well, for him, he needs to stick it out with the Seahawks. I think that'd be his best bet. Uh, for them, is there other talent that will probably like to go to Seattle? Yes. I think other quarterbacks will be open for, to playing for Seattle. You have some good, great receivers there. Uh, you don't really have a great defense, but you have something to make of an offense. You know, so um, there's something there to work with. But... I think why 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 move on? He did he did well. He can maybe build on that. Do I see a long term deal? No, but maybe uh maybe a two or three two or three years something like that. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Hey, if he signs a two three year deal, maybe around that like twenty five ish mark. You know, because I'm I'm looking at uh, some of the quarterback. Um, Salaries coming up, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, had the the 15 this year, Ryan Tannehill at 29, Matt Ryan at 30, Carson Wentz at 32, Jared Goff at 33 and a half. It's like, yeah, Geno Smith this year outperformed all of them, but you don't, for me, I would feel uncomfortable overpaying for Geno just to like have a quarterback in the building because Mm -hmm. this is the first time he's ever been good. And I, don't know if, if this was a fluke season or not. Maybe, maybe, you know, the combination of DK and Tyler Lockett was just something that Geno Smith, you know, that, that elevated his game. But I, I, I think around that 25-ish mark is something that he'll get. So if he signed a two-year, $50 million deal, and then, you know, maybe not this year, but next year they drafted a quarterback, I can see that being very possible for the CLC Hawks. Yeah, yeah. See, for Geno Smith right now, it's looking like it's going to end up being like that, like that early Kirk Cousins experiment. You know what I mean? Like, Okay, he did well. Let's give him one more. Oh, he did all right. Let's give him one more. Like, you know, just very, like, 
horse and carrot kind of thing. You know what I mean? Maybe he'll keep going if we keep giving just a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there, you know. Um, but, I, you know, do, now the question is, do I see them going super far with Gino? Not necessarily, you know. But is he good enough to get you to the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, definitely. As of right now, as of right now. Not yeah, old no, Gino, no, no, but right he, he this, this past season. Yeah, this past season, yes. All right, so... I think it's time that we uh, talk about Derek Carr for a little bit. He's, you know, visited the Saints. Apparently, the you know, there's some interest from the Jets and a couple other teams like that. Where do you think Derek Carr is going to land? Where would I like Derek Carr to land, or do where do I think he's just going to go? Where do you think he's going to end up? I think, I think the Saints might be the best place uh, in as far as like where he's been and where he's visited. Um, because I think Jimmy G will actually is more likely to go to New York, uh, just off that connection with Salah. Yeah, so, a lot of buzz around that. Yeah, so um, I think they're leaning probably towards Jimmy G. Um, even though the Jets are a great squad, you know what I mean? They have a great high power offense. They have some injuries, unfortunately, but uh, they everybody be back healthy. They'll be solid. Um, that division, the Bills are not what we think, what we thought they were, what we tried to make them out to be at least. So, no, I think that division is winnable. You know, so, um, but at the same time, I think I think the Saints is, you know, Tom has left the Bucks now, so that team is going to kind of enter a rebuild. I can I almost see them try to trade in Mike Evans, maybe, um, trying to unload that the That division's score. open, too. Yeah, so, like, open. the Saints look like a – Yeah, the saying, Saints, looks, looks, Saints looks like a solid a squad. Where you can go actually compete with a decent roster, too, behind you. How about you? The Jets. The Jets? Why the Jets? Because they're young. Okay. And Derek Carr to me kind of has that like cool uncle charisma. Where like, hey, he'll tell you, like, hey, come on, don't be doing that. You know better. Mm. And I think that with the weapons that he would have around him and, you know, a good defense behind him, something that Derek Carr has never had, Mm -hmm. might be intriguing to him. Okay. Uh, But the Jimmy G stuff, like you said, there, there is a lot of buzz around that. And, I'm not saying both would end up going there, but it, even if they did, I, I, that would be good for the Jets, I guess. But my biggest concern with this whole quarterback class, it's all going to depend on one person. Yes. Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the Ravens, the, the, this is where we well, are at well, with the contract. Well, two people. I, just a little pushback. So Lamar, yes, I think he's the biggest component of that, but I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to have a role. Okay, very true, very true. I did, I did kind of... <clears throat> Forget about um, Aaron Rodgers there for a second. That is very true. If, if Aaron, if Aaron retires, oh boy, he's gonna leave a vacuum. Like, yeah. If if he decides to leave Green Bay, and if he goes to the Jets, that'd be insane. Oh my ooh. goodness, that'd be insane. If he goes to the Raiders and links back up with Tay Adams, I think I think they'll be an instant, uh, instant contender. Instant. And Aaron Rodgers knows and, how to get around not having much of a defense. And they reached on Josh Jacobs. Hey, that could be something there. Right there. like I, So, I, no, you're absolutely right. I, that, that, that is ill of me to even forget about Aaron Rodgers. But back to Lamar, where we're at on the contract negotiations is they offered him a $250 million deal with only a 133 guarantee. Mm-hmm. So from what we're seeing is, yeah, he he wants the, you know, the, the five-year 250. He's good with that, the guaranteed money. He feels... Like he deserves more Deshaun Watson. He wants fully guaranteed money. You gotta pay Lamar. You gotta pay Lamar. 
You've literally built your whole entire scheme and team and around him. He's the most marketable player that the Ravens have had since Ray Lewis. Why would you let him go? Yes, it, it didn't. Okay, so for people out there who don't like Lamar Jackson, I mean, if you lose Lamar in Baltimore, what's the likelihood you're going to get someone of equal caliber? Like, that's not very likely, even in the draft. You know what I'm saying? So you have to pay Lamar. Also, I think about their OC. So um, the way he calls plays, he's always called like these option style, RG, almost RG3, same style of plays for Lamar Jackson just because that's a skill set but also like they don't really invest too much in receiver so if they did then they would have to change their offensive play style here let's bring in uh, uh, old uh, Des Bryant or you know a 35 year old Deshaun Jackson go ahead, come on let's man. bring in Willie Sneed alright hey you drafted Rashawn uh, Bateman two years uh, yeah two years ago now cool that that was the only step they've taken in the right direction when it comes to getting him a legit like passing threat mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is great and he just ha- he's having to work out but he wasn't even the first tight end they drafted in that draft class it was yeah. Hayden Hurst so I feel like just just to kind of just stamp at your point that they have not given him the best opportunity so how are you going to sit there and try to evaluate him off of that exactly so and then people say make him play quarterback well quarterback with what you know so you, you. let's not forget that he was a 4,000 yard passer in the MVP thank you and threw for what thank 36 you. touchdowns or something like that come on now come on let's be real let's, let's not the be rushing ability is legit he has the record for most rushing yards by a quarterback in the season mm-hmm. so what he's not the best passer so if let, let's say, say if you would you call him a what a? He's not an A tier passer. Would you call him a B, C? Yeah, I'd go B. All right, cool. You call him a B. Let's say at worst somebody said he's a C. I, I say he's probably around a B too. Maybe mm-hmm. like more like a B minus. Let's say somebody calls him a C. His his running ability is like S tier. Yeah. So that automatically makes him at least an A minus B plus quarterback. quarterback. Exactly. Averaging, averaging. Let's talk about averaging scale. So yeah, um, and I'm trying to think. There are other receivers out there in the market that you could also like add to that. But the only thing is that cap space. That's the only defense that I could even offer up to the Ravens. I'm not necessarily sure where they rank as far as cap space. Uh, but if he does take up that much money, you know, it's well worth it. If you there's no there's a lot of ways letting him go can go wrong. There's only a few there's a lot of ways it can go right for you if you keep him. There's a lot of ways it can go wrong if you don't keep him. So um I'm trying to think of what receivers out there, what Robert Wood is one of them. Yeah, Robert Woods recently so, was released. I got a list right here. Juju Smith Schuster, Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard. I mean, it, it's it's on Marvin Jones. It's not a DJ Chark. It's not a great receiver uh, free agency class. Mm-hmm. The draft looks good though. The draft yeah. the, the draft looks looks pretty solid on those. Like, I would probably even say you could probably get yourself a, a solid wide receiver too. Probably in round maybe around three this year. Yeah, there, there there there's a lot to be had. There's um there's not a lot of speed in this receiver class. Mm-hmm. I'll say that there's not like nobody's gonna run no four twos and be you know like a top tier prospect. But there's a lot of like very polished uh, guys out here that I think are gonna be probably like second and third round picks that they could go after. I think maybe I'm not saying if they brought Jacoby Myers in that would change it, but like if you got if you got a wide receiver two, somebody who doesn't demand too much of the ball, they're not gonna complain. I think that's just a step in the right direction. I just haven't seen them even like invest two years ago. Yeah. Like since they drafted Rashad Bateman, it's like okay, if you think he's your wide receiver one, okay, what's your wide receiver two then? So no, Miles was exactly the name I was thinking. I was also thinking even in a trade, you can get 
you can get Deshaun Hopkins for the low. He's asked about two years left on his deal. Yeah. And so you can get DeAndre's on the block too. Exactly. So you can take him, have him about two years. It's not going to take too much off your cap. And you could probably still uh, get somebody else. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he's going to take uh, so much off your cap. He has like a $30 million cap hit. For two years? Oh, yeah, bro. It's bad. He, he, he's getting 27, but his cap hit is ridiculous. I misspoke. Yeah. He, that's why he's going to probably go for like a fifth or sixth round because his, his contract is, is, Ridiculous! On I'm trying to pull up the exact uh, I know the, numbers per year. I know people were talking about uh, him going to the Patriots, but since Bill O'Brien is back there now, that's definitely not happening. Hail to the null. So, um, but it's a lot. If, but if I'm D Hop, I would be happy to play. Well, yeah. So I, this year, DeAndre Hopkins has a thirty and three quarters of a million uh, cap hit, and then the next year is twenty six. Guaranteed or is it incentives? No, no, no. That's his cap hit. Cap hit. Okay. So, so no matter what, that, that, that's the money getting, off your books. Okay. Yeah. I mean, his base salary is nineteen and then fourteen, respectively. So that, yeah, that's that's fifty six million dollars dead cap that 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 ain't getting touched. So that's that that that's just the the part that sucks about him. And it's like, okay, yeah, he's thirty years old, gonna be like thirty one next year. What um. And he's coming off the suspension. What do you think he's going to be? I, I still think DeAndre Hopkins can definitely contribute. Now, if DeAndre Hopkins went over there to the Ravens, I think that would be really good. You would have him or Shaw Bateman, and then if they could find a way, you know, get one of these young guys in the draft, I think then you're starting to see them make actual efforts and giving something yeah. for Lamar to work with. And so I'm just look. I just looked it up right now. So the Ravens are ranked ninth as far as cap space. They're not in bad. They're not in too bad. Of shape. How much do they have? What's that number? So they have. And we haven't even got to the cap casualties yet, so like th- that number is only going to go up because they're going to have to make room. A little over twenty four mil. Okay. You know what I mean? So be cool for uh, for one. Now, granted, that would just have to be your prime uh, your prime receipt that you get in the as far as like the trade goes. But then you're not extending Lamar. Then you're not extending Lamar. They're going to have to to create a little bit more more I, space. I feel like they're probably going to franchise him if they do anything. That's tough, man. That's that's I just I feel like that stuff just does not sit well. Tell me this, riddle me this. If you're Houston, now this is something I thought about, right? This is just me. Maybe I'm being a super fan or trying to be a super fan. I'm trying to get back into my fandom of you know being a, a Texans fan, right? So with D'Amico Ryan now being the uh, head coach, I was thinking that let it be possible if you know. Maybe you try, maybe you take the first defense, the best defensive player. So let's say hypothetically you could get somebody like a. Um, I was just number eleven for the Cowboys. I just remember his name. Michael Parsons. Thank you. If you can get, you can get like a Michael Parsons type in the draft at the number two, I'd be happy with that, right? Say, I mean, go, hey, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. Exactly. So I would say take the first defensive spot, right, and then see because the Texans are ranked fifth as far as cap space. Um, number one in draft capital. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like maybe let's say hypothetically move a pick, you go you get an offensive lineman from some uh, and some because you can get that later in the rounds, offensive lineman, and you trade for well not trade but you get Lamar, you save yeah, you, him yeah you would trade yeah trade so you you rest him for like because he's gonna be out for like a few games, so you trade um, trade him and then get him and save him for the uh, back end of the season, but you maximize your draft because even if you do go quarterback first. In my opinion, you cannot protect him because your offensive line isn't that great. Mm-hmm. So I would hate to get a young quarterback, then he gets destroyed, his confidence is in the mud because he can't perform. 
Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the script earlier. Yeah. You know what I saw on Twitter yesterday? What is it? I thought it was Photoshopped until somebody literally posted a screen like recording of them going through the NFL website. No. Oh, no. No. On NFLshop.com, they had under the Atlanta Falcons a number one Lamar Jackson jersey. Was the script leaked? I think he would fit with Atlanta so well. And they already, this last year, they they established themselves as kind of that run-first type of team. Yeah. With Marcus Mariota, I mean... What do you think about that? Because I, I I just remembered that. Yeah. That'd be... Possible script leakage. <laughs> Possible script leakage. Yeah. I mean, I think he would fit Atlanta so well. I'm trying to think. What else do they... I haven't watched too much of Atlanta at all. Like They got Kyle season. Pitts. Kyle Pitt. Drake London. Yeah. They've invested into their uh, passing game a little bit the last couple of years. What I mean, what does Kyle Pitts have to offer other than he was the highest tight end ever taken? I mean, he, he has been so underutilized. This year, okay. So I haven't watched enough of the Falcons to. Like, so, so I'll say this: his rookie year, I mean, he, I think he had like nine hundred, like a thousand yards, mm-hmm. uh, with like sixty something catches and like a hundred targets. This year, it was like his production was like cut in half. Mm. It, it was just because they started running the ball so much and they didn't use him in my best way. I don't think you just need to leave him as an inline tight end. Mm. Move him out. Go put him as the backside, you know, X receiver type of deal. Um, move, move him around. Put him in the slot. He he can play literally anywhere you want him to and they just didn't use him that way. So I think Kyle Pitts still has extremely high value. Okay. Cool. Kyle Pitts take. And uh, I I like that. If Lamar goes to can go to Atlanta, because that division is wide open. I think you got something. I think you're hey, working with something. Just, just might. And the crazy thing is this running back class is ridiculous Oh, no, this the year. facts, facts. This might be the best running back class in free agency that we've had in at least five so years. I, I mean, you got Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard. 5,000-yard rushers hitting the block this year. Mm. Even after that, you got Deontay Foreman, who was you know the number two back in Carolina. He ran for 914 this year. Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert that both went over from uh, San Francisco to Miami. Their stock went up this year. David Montgomery from Chicago was was a part of one of the best rushing attacks in football. Devin Singletary from Buffalo. Like there, There's a lot of running backs here. So, uh, uh, just for sake of time, two of those players... I want you to pick their dream destinations. Two of those running backs. Two of those uh, running backs. Um, dream destinations. Okay, the names you just named. Went into one more time because I was looking All right, at so something. So like Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery. I mean, if I was Miles Sanders, I wouldn't do anything. I would just literally stay home, stay where exactly where I'm at with the Eagles. Um, Josh Jacobs. Wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, like uh, you know. Okay, I like that. I like um, that. Yeah, I'm following Aaron Rodgers wherever he goes. Um, Tony Pollard. There's, ooh, ooh. The Cowboys aren't. They're so Cowboys. Like you know what I mean? It's like you want to 100. You want to send them somewhere else better, but it's like they're not terrible. Like you know, so it's like, um. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, what was uh, you said? What was the other one? Uh, Saquon. Saquon. Um, there's uh, the teams I'm thinking of. Are, they already settled their running back. Um, I mean that that that. I got be, a good one for Saquon. That'd be filthy. That wouldn't even make sense. The team I'm thinking of is like one that they, one they probably couldn't sign them. Uh, Who is it? 
but they already have a running back, and I'm thinking the one-two punch would be just absolutely insane. Like, it just wouldn't. I mean, I, this is a dream scenario. The Steelers. Hmm. That's what I was thinking of. They need some but, offensive linemen. Yeah. They need them bad. Okay. Okay. For me, if Saquon Barkley went to Chicago <laughs> and linked up with Justin Fields, that would be a nasty it gave game. Me, it gave me chills. Oh, hey. Saquon and Justin Fields. Ooh, wee. They also need some O linemen. They got. I was watching them in. The, you know they got offensive line packages, which is like horrible for an offense. Hey, they got to make it work because they ain't got no passing. You game. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, go ahead and get Justin Fields some receivers, please. Please, please. And um, one other one, I'm gonna go for. Hmm. You know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a touch I'm a touch on Josh Jacobs. Okay, what you thinking? This is just shysty. Just just hear me out. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. This Dr- is like dream scenario. Yeah, if he found his way onto the Chiefs, that would be that would that would be overload. That, that would be like disgusting. Um, but besides like the Chiefs, and they already have speed demons on their all and their running backs already, and they add Josh Jacobs who's with speed and power like. It depends on what Josh Jacobs wants to do. If he wants to be the dude and tote the rock, regardless of what the quarterback situation looks like, he might need to stay in Vegas because if they got, you know, not a good quarterback situation next year, oh, he's going to get his touches. Mm-hmm. If he puts a lot of money on himself and he drafts himself in his own like fantasy football league, hey, you know, you never know. But so, at the end of the day, everything's going to come down to what happens to Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. In my yes. Eyes. Absolutely. That's going to shape how the 2023 offseason falls. And it's probably going to change up some of how the draft is going to go, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's going to change the whole offseason. Whole offseason. And then, like, we were talking about, you know, getting uh, the Steelers some offensive line help. You were talking about, uh, before the show started, getting the Bears some offensive line help. Yeah. Lord knows they need that. Some of the best offensive linemen out on the block. Taylor Lewan recently yeah. released by the recently, Titans. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Brown from Kansas City. They didn't make the trade. I feel like he's a very strong franchise tag candidate. Rodney Hudson, the center. He's getting up there in age. Spent the uh, last couple years in Arizona. I mean, cover, uh, Connor McGovern. Jason Kelsey's technically a free agent for Philly. Any names on there that you feel um, you, you you have an indication of where they want to go? Or if you want to... Uh, I'll give you two situations here. You can either go dream scenario or you can do... Uh, they'll uh, be re-signed, franchise tagged, or they're going to walk. So, uh, like for me, I think Jason Kelsey is going to stay in Philadelphia. Yeah. I think he's going to sign probably another one-year deal, stick around. He is now 35, so depending on how much longer he wants to play, I think he'll stick around. Retirement is also, I believe, you know, probably in the back of his mind here. But Orlando Brown, I think I mentioned this when I uh, spoke on his name earlier. I think he's going to be franchise tagged. I don't think there's any way they're going to give up the draft compensation they did to get Orlando Brown mm-hmm. to, to not keep him around long term. So I think that he'll be a um, a franchise tag, and I'll say Jason Kelsey sticks around in Philadelphia on a one-year deal. Okay, yeah, I'm with it. And uh, so Orlando Brown, like I said, I would like to see him with the Bears just because like they need some offensive. And I like, I'm like i a Justin Fields fan. I am. I think Jason Kelsey, yes, also. I feel like he'll definitely stay with the Eagles. George Font. Right. Also, I think they'll re-sign him because all they need is a quarterback. That's literally it. They have to try to keep what they have in-house. Mm. And I and think build. they're also, I'm not sure about the meeting room and how it's going to look, but I think it's going to be have somebody he's going to be have to be happy with. Like, I, you know, I don't know how he feels about Jimmy G, but I think he probably feels a lot better about Derek Carr. So, 
Because the names, I don't think there's ever been such like excitement for the Jets. In, in, no, in, it has In my life. It okay. hasn't. It hasn't. Maybe in like what was like 2011 when they had Mark Sanchez and you know went to the oh, back-to-back yeah, yeah, yeah. AFC championships. But like, man, you're talking about the likes of maybe Derek Carr, I mean, Jimmy G for whatever that is, and Aaron Rodgers coming around. Those are, at the quarterback position, those are some of the biggest names that they've had, you know, coming yeah. around that, that, that organization. So Those will be some major upgrades. It would be, and I think – I think that the, the quarterback situation will dictate the offensive line. Like, hey, is this somebody I want to block for? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you don't like somebody, hey, you know, you you might give up a you know a little half second earlier on on a rep, and you know, yeah. the quarterback yeah. might get touched a little go. bit. Man, oh man, I, I, we're gonna mention the next episode, but it was the defensive side of the uh, free agents. But I'm gonna tease it. Um, so the team that people like to deem that I'm just a super fan of, Detroit, who is on the come up. There are some defensive pieces I want to mention, like next episode, like that I feel like they should definitely like shoot for. Yeah, great, great teaser right there. Yeah, so yeah, as you can tell, we're getting into offense this episode. Next mm. episode, we're going to talk about the defensive free agency because we there, there's a lot to unpack, and we want to mm. make sure that we uh, we give y'all the the most accurate information possible. Hey, and you know, if, of course, always stay tuned. Follow us on social media. Whenever news breaks and all that, you will hear it from us for sure. Definitely, man. So follow us on the break room, H O U on Twitter, the breakroom.podcast on Instagram, and the breakroom podcast one on Facebook. Before we leave, uh, I want to get into the real quick who's hot, who's not. On my who's not is Javante Davis. If you're wondering why, he confessed to, was it 12 to 15 counts of hit and run? You what? And that is set to like three weeks after his fight in April. So even if he wins, he's probably either going to pay a fine or definitely going to jail. Yeah, penitentiary. Yeah. So Look at him in it. You win the fight and you lose the war. You know, so uh, the legal war. So, you know, went, went, went. That's going on the uh, who's not hot list. Hey, who's hot? Give me the Sacramento Kings. Hey, yo, what the fuck? Okay. Now, did I ever in my life think <laughs> I would say that? No. Never. But, but hear me out. They are third in the West. Mm-hmm. All-Star game, you know, came out. They had, uh, what, De'Aaron Fox out there as their, you know, main star representative. Saw him put his nuts on one of my uh, uh, classmates because uh, he yeah, played yeah, in the same yeah, district yeah. as us. Yeah, so he went to Side Lakes and I went to Langham. And um, he put his nuts on one of the kids from our school's face. Like, he just teabagged him. Um, wow. But De'Aaron Fox, you know, they're sitting in the uh, third uh, spot right now in the West. And did you see the game they had last night? I did not. I heard about the press conference, though. Them and the Clippers, which Russell Westbrook is now joining Clippers, over yeah. there on the Clippers, and oh my God, they they duped it out yesterday. One overtime, one seventy six to one seventy five. Oh my! Oh, excuse me. It was two, there were there was two overtimes. Two overtimes. But where did regulation end at? Um, hold on. That's that, that that's some math that I am I am ill prepared to do at this moment. All right, so let's see. Uh, yeah, one seventy six no, minus twenty three in overtime. Okay. They scored 153 in regulation, the Kings. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, it went over there. It was 153 in regulation. 23 points that's scored a, in the two overtimes, 11 and 12 for the Kings, and then 11 and 11 for the Clippers. That's a whole nother, like, discuss, like episode. We talk about the defense in the NBA. Like. Bro, De'Aaron Fox had 42 and 12. Malik Monk, 45 points. Malik Monk? Yeah. Are we taking it back to, like, 2K, uh, what, 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 when did he draft in 15? Yeah, he was drafted the same year as De'Aaron Fox. They, okay. uh, no, oh, they were drafted in 2017. 17. 
Yeah, 17, 17. Because, yeah, De'Aaron Fox graduated the same year uh, we did. So the old uh, Kentucky duo going off. I mean, what, what was that? 87 points between the two? Like, That's oh, crazy. my God. Like, they, they went out there and balled out. I mean, even looking at it from the Clippers standpoint, that this gave Kawhi dropped 44. Paul George had 34. Russell Westbrook had 17, uh, 14 assists, five boards, you know, in 39 minutes when his first action there. Norman Powell had 29 points. Like, what a game. But the Kings are hot because they are one of the, the younger teams in the ba- in basketball and are honestly kind of, you know, running it up in the West a little bit at the third okay. All right, man. We see who's good in the West, man. So, yeah, man. So, y'all take it easy, man. Follow, I already said follow us on everything. Follow me at Charles D underscore on air. Follow me with Evan at... Evan Schumard. See, so yeah, man, that's been episode 69, man. Y'all take it easy. We'll catch y'all next time.